0: Welcome to a very special episode of Wake and Jake. I was trying to think of a clever name because my name's not Jake. I am Lorenzo. I am joined here by familiar producer to everybody, Mr. David Mendelssohn. How are you, BBD? Uh,
1: I'm great, Zoe. Happy you're here. I'm very excited to do this special episode. Very special. Uh, I was trying to think
0: of a, you know, Wake and Jake. I was trying to think of something that, went something with that works Zoe. for Zo. Yeah, just to take over Jake's show fully while yeah. he's
1: schmoozing with Dynaco. A big, big, Big update in all of this. I believe this episode uh, has me pass Jake once again in total episodes. Wow. The tracker. (laughs) He missed one in 2020, and Jimmy came on and did a Jake impression for 30 minutes, Mm -hmm. and we we fully did an episode. How many have you missed? One. Wow. He he passed me. You're putting up Wilt numbers, buddy. He passed me... Uh, end of 2021 or early 2022, he did just like a solo 20-minute live stream thing. Well, so you have to love Now that. I've passed him. Well, I'm
0: happy to be able to join the show. Second time I've been on here, first time hosting. I love the show. I'm really happy, and I appreciate you guys letting me do it. But how are you, BBD? Anything new in your life before we get into my topics that I have prepared for the day? Really excited um, to talk about.
1: Yes. Uh, heading to winter meetings in Nashville. I am there by the time... You at home are watching this. We're recording this on Friday. How long are you there for? Um, I will be there. Jolly and I get in Sunday afternoon, nice, and we'll nice. be there until uh, I think our flight is seven p.m. Wednesday.
0: Well, so, there you go. Nice,
1: okay. nice week in Nashville. Maybe by the time you're watching this, I've already gotten the Yankees Juan Soto. You're gonna so, do a, a little dancing in Nashville. We'll try. We gotta, we gotta hit hit the town. Wow, well, that sounds fun. While you're doing
0: that, I will be at home and I will be watching sports because that's what I always do. And I will specifically be watching Tuesday night, the in-season tournament, which I am personally a massive fan of. You're a little hoophead yourself, Mr. BBD. I love basketball, obsessed with it. And in my opinion, the in-season tournament has been awesome. I've loved every get second of it. I've watched basically every game or the highlights of every game. I think it's been a huge success for the NBA and Adam Silver. And that's going to be kind of our launching off point. For my segment today about MLB presenting an in-season tournament of its own. But just your initial thoughts, BBD, on the in-season tournament. Have you liked it? Have you gotten into it? Are you invested?
1: Yeah, I I don't, like, like I think kind of everybody who likes the NBA, like, I I was skeptical when they first announced, Mm -hmm. like, are people really going to care about this? And then this past Tuesday, uh, before the final pool play games or whatever, they, uh, there's, there's chatter in the office about it the place was a buzz Twitter was talking about tiebreakers and yeah. stuff and and I' like kind of fully realized like oh this thing it worked people are into it I like it I thought you know maybe I wouldn't have done the courts as ridiculous but I, the special courts I think does help identify oh that this is a tournament game this is this is a little different uh the the like all red courts a little a little silly but
0: even that I think worked I think every single it, where it, it did it, work it did I think the NBA is fantastic at doing things that just get buzzed, good or bad. The courts are so bad that you're going to talk about them sometimes, and other times they're good that you're going to talk about them. But games in November on Tuesday and Friday were up 20% compared to last year. So right there initially for ESPN and all of NBA, people were tuning in way more. I think Tuesday night was the big moment where it hit for fans because there were a lot of does this matter? Are the players gonna buy in? The courts are kind of weird. And then once you started seeing like teams like the Celtics absurdly hacking Drummond, or mm. teams just going all out for it and really trying to get to Vegas, I think there was a click for fans. Like, oh, if players care this much about
1: it, then I'm gonna yeah. care this much the, about it. These and, are like hyper competitive dudes that like want to win. I'd I'd say the only the two things off the top of my head that are like probably could use an adjustment or a relook would be. Well, I I did enjoy point differential being the, yes. the tiebreaker. Like, the second somebody gets hurt during that, will be a tough day. Yeah. And, and as far as a product to watch, I've really enjoyed like, oh, team like wants to run the score up, and the guys in the last thirty seconds are trying to get one more shot off. And, I do agree, and that's good. The other is like, and I understand what they they assembled pool play to make the best competition, but like make the divisions matter. That'd be an yeah. easy way to. Actually, make divisions a thing.
0: There's definitely tweaks so, that can be made. I also, but it's think, the first year of it. Yeah, so. I think every team should play the last game on the same night because, like, the Orlando Magic had a disadvantage. The Celtics had an advantage because they know they no knew how much they, they had do. to beat the Bulls by, whereas the Magic didn't know what their situation was. So there's obvious tweaks to be made. It's an experimental thing. I think it's a huge success for the NBA. I think it's awesome that they're (laughs) innovating, even though they have been one of the most successful leagues and continue to grow that they're trying to grow. And I hope MLB kind of takes notes from this and pushes it onto their own sport, which is what my thesis for today and topic is for you, BBD, is I think every sports league should be looking at what basketball has done and try besides football and think of a way to incorporate it for themselves. And... I'm going to start with Major League Baseball and why they should have their own in-season tournament. Obviously, the World Baseball Classic. Huge mm. success. We all loved it. Probably, am I wrong to say, the biggest moment of baseball this year?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, like obviously playoffs are... are w- we'll have an argument, but uh, but World Baseball Classic hit. World Baseball Classic final? Kind of better than the World Series. Yeah. They, like, it, it, I, it, like it's obviously a different thing and I wouldn't like the... MLB playoff format to be replaced by it, but no. single elimination like tournaments are cool. They're That's cool. That's what I like about the NBA one as well. Yeah, I think if you just put a trophy in front of
0: athletes and money, and you say, hey, they're going to want to win it. Eventually, they're going to care about it. <laughs> and I think for a fan, it really just adds a heightened value of watching regular season games and keeps you kind of locked in. Because the MLB season's long, I think it's too long. I'm one of the people who think they should shorten the season a little bit, take it down to 140. That's an Mm -hmm. opinion that I've kind of rode with for a while. But my pitch is MOB should adopt their own in-season tournament. I think it should be divisions only. So like you said for NBA, every team should play their division once or twice. So if the Red Sox, because I'm a Red Sox fan, should play every team in the AO East twice over the course of half the season. The championship game would take place All-Star Weekend. Either A, replace the All-Star Game, or B, just be another featured event during the All-Star Game break. That is how I would do it. I would do it where each team, again, plays another team in a division twice. Instead of doing court changes, because unfortunately, you know, you can't do that in MLB, we'd design custom uniforms, similar to how NBA did it. Everyone wears custom uniforms. Each game would take place the last game of a series. So let's say that the Red Sox are playing the Yankees in May. The last game of that series will count as an in-season tournament game. So then everyone knows exactly when the games are, the last game of a series, and it will only take place in the first half before the trade deadline leading up to the All-Star game. It'll be settled by run differential, Mm -hmm. similar to how NBA does with score differential because head-to-head will get too confusing and you'll get a lot of tiebreakers. We'll settle it by run differential. And the top two teams with the best records will move on a buy. So the top team in the AL of the best record will get a buy. The top team in the NL will get a buy. The two and three seeds will play each other, and then there'll be a semifinal game where they play. Same same thing as NBA. It'll count, and then each of the championship game will play a 163rd game. That makes sense.
1: So, oh, okay, okay. So it's I, first of all, love it being last game of like those first last half the series, series. That was. The first question I had when when you started talking about it. I like that. I like, I think run differential for this format works for baseball. And, like, running up the score and guys getting hurt by being in the game. I guess it does happen. but It does. It's I'm, not, yeah. I'm not as concerned about that as, like, the minutes in, in basketball. Like, that's not yeah. going to be a problem. I like that format. So – Explain the pl- how the playoffs would go again. So the division. Yeah, I kind of rushed through that a little bit. Division so, games during the during the All Star break.
0: So the championship game will occur during All Star weekend. Mm. It either can be I hate the All Star game. I think it's I don't watch it. I've never mm. watched it. So you could either replace it with the All Star game, or it could just be another a part of the event. So like you could have one day be the All Star game, the next day be <sighs> the Home Run Derby, and then the last day be the in season tournament championship game. Players who play in the in-season tournament game obviously won't play in the All-Star game. The playoffs will work. Let's say the Yankees have the best record and the best run differential in the AL. They get a bye. Then let's say the Twins win their division and the Astros win their division. The Twins and Astros will play each other. That will count as a regular season game, a part of their 162-game schedule. They'll play each other on a scheduled off day. They'll play each other. The winner of that game will then play the Yankees. Same thing. It'll count as a part of their 162-game regular season, and then the winner of that moves on to the championship game wherever the All-Star game is being held. It'll be played at that field. Same thing for the NL. So Ouch. that'll be it. Now, if you want to spice it up, because the NBA has $500,000 for each player on a winning team, you can do one of two things. You can either A, do a money thing, which is always the easy answer, mm. but if you want to do something else, there's other options. Like, you could go back to... Winner of the game. This is where I'm kind of a little iffy. So if you're in the comments and you're listening, please comment what you would do for an MOB in-season tournament because I'd love to hear suggestions. I think that you could do either winner gets World Series home field advantage again. You could Mm. take that like they used to do for the All-Star game. I don't love that, but that is something that I've seen as a potential option. It's not my favorite, but it is an option. I don't think it entices the players necessarily enough. So I think the money is where you'll get players to buy in. So I would do a certain amount of money similar to NBA for each player, and then maybe a team bonus. Like the team gets an extra draft pick or like a sandwich pick in the MLB draft if yeah. they win it.
1: So something to entice you, you the team. You get like in that in that comp round there. Yeah. You get like one of those.
0: But I think, it's, I think it would be awesome, dude. I really like the idea of eight games because NBA plays 82 games. They play four in-season tournament games. So let's yeah. just do simple the, double these math four there. four what counted. Yeah, so let's just do eight. So the Red Sox play eight in-season <clears throat> tournament games from April till July. The Yankees have eight in-season tournament games from April to July. It'll add a little bit of an extra boost. Really, not only do you get a chance to win the series against a division rival, you get the chance to win the series and win an in-season tournament game. I think it's awesome, and it really adds some life to the... Because May and June can sometimes be tough to watch baseball. It'd be a drag. If you're a casual fan, because it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So I think it'd be an awesome addition.
1: Yeah, I wonder... I wonder if there's something you could do, schedule wise, to make like it so you can be incentivized to like use your good bullpen and all that. Like if it's yeah. the day after those, like I say, it's uh, Wednesday night is mm-hmm. the is the in season tournament games. Like Thursday, those teams are off. Yeah, I think you definitely. And, would and I-, I guess not every week is gonna like it's just the the, the division matchups that are counting to that. Towards yeah, that. so I, not, I it's not like. We then have just Thursdays, there's no baseball. I think you would
0: have to add some sort of uh, schedule change just to ensure that, because I think the biggest issue with this format is pitching, like Mm. even for the championship game, I really think you need to incentivize teams and players because it is like all-star break. So why, if you're the Yankees, are you going to push Garrett Cole to start during his week off? To go pitch in a
1: game, yeah, like, well, it, if you are the players, yeah, you are gonna agree to losing time on the week offs. Maybe, maybe the answer is like you are making it. You may, maybe you just make the all star break like the full week, and maybe the like the first day of that is like the fir- is that playoff game, and then yeah. you come back for like the end of it is. That championship game or There's something? There's
0: another option where you just you isolate. Then can't,
1: you, you still won't be able to use like your best starter both games, which is yeah. good.
0: Another option is you isolate two weeks during the season, let's say in July. This is another option that ran from my head. Fully removing the All-Star concept out, but you just take two weeks in July every year and it's in-season tournament week. Like those two weeks, similar to how they did the World Baseball Classic, but every year for two weeks. Every team, you probably play two games, regular season or something, mm. and then you're all just, hey, these two weeks, every game is an in-season tournament game, and you isolate it. That's another option. It's a little less exciting for me because I like the idea yeah. of being able to watch and invest like, as the season spread goes Spread it on. out.
1: Look, it, yeah. Because if you spread it out, you can I, – I guess I could see the merits either way, but if you spread it out in theory, that that gets you more awesome nights like, like throughout, like every week there's – some Wednesday night game. Yeah. That I really think like you want to, you at least want to know what happened.
0: Yeah. I really think major league baseball should do this like soon within like the next year or two. I don't think there's any, even if there's a, you take a different format at too, because I'm basically just applying how the NBA did it to major league baseball, which NBA literally took it from soccer and Europe and they applied mm. it to their own league. So it's not an original concept. This thing has worked everywhere and now it's working in basketball so there's no reason to not do it in baseball it's some way to to try it dude we're playing 162 regular season games we can add some little twist to a few eight of them Mm -hmm. the yankees play eight different or the red sox play eight different games and they're still playing 154 regular games that everyone can watch and get used to and we're just adding some spice to the earlier part of the season i think it's an awesome Uh, Idea for Major League Baseball. It'll create early season buzz. It'll give the players something to invest in more and make it a little bit more of a sprint in the first half of the season. It won't change anything really too much, but it will add some spice to it. And for a fan, man, give me a reason to tune in on a random Friday in May. That's all I'm asking.
1: Yeah, the I I really like the framework of what you've developed here. I'm I'm I'd be fascinated because you could get really funky with like the award for winning, like you and it, like we've seen we've seen MLB start in in vet, uh messing around with some of this uh so I'm not pulling this like out of my ass like like if you win rookie of the year or finish top 3 in rookie of the year I think you like you like get the full year of service time like do you Ooh like do the players get a full year would be kind of crazy but That would be crazy. I think or you at no. least maybe cuz then like a, the team might not feel as incentivized to do it if you're losing like a year yeah. or guy but maybe if, as far as like like the, your pension plan qualifications you've tacked on I think the a best, year of, of what you've got there or something or six months, what, however the math would work out. I wonder if there's something like that mm-hmm. you could do.
0: I think the best way to do it is to attack the young players and the people who aren't making a ton of money because that's what's worked for basketball is like obviously – Kyrie or Curry or Jalen Brown don't need the money. The
1: the guys who make literally like $45 a year. Yeah, but the Golden
0: State Sacramento in-season tournament game is one of the best games of basketball I've watched in my recent history, and that was because they're playing for the guys on the end of the bench. (laughs) They're playing for the assistant coaches on the staff who are getting that $500,000. They're playing for their teammates, so I think that's what you have to do for Major League Baseball. You have to offer maybe... Every player in the organization gets a certain amount of money. So the minor leaguers, the assistant coaches, mm. the hitting coach, the pitching coach, everyone's getting some sort of bonus. That entails entice Aaron Judge or Garrett Cole to actually go out there and play and try yeah. and give a little bit of a reason.
1: Even if not I guess if even if not like a specific price point, you, you make it work sort of like how playoffs go where it's yeah. whatever whatever the, the that pool ends up being, you kind of figure out after and you then the players give out give out the shares and it goes to whoever whoever they want. I was, it's going to be smaller than a, yeah. than a playoff bonus, but that's kind of the idea. And
0: we've seen the success of the City Connect jerseys and how much buzz that created on the internet. So, okay, now we're dropping 30, um, 32, I blanked, 32, 30. right? I was blank for a second. 30 MOB jerseys, mm. new jerseys. They're all dropping beginning of the year or any off season we're slowly releasing them everyone's figuring out oh what is my team's in season tournament jersey it'll drive jersey sales everyone will get to buy a new jersey and see how it looks it'll also add a different view when you're watching the game it'll separate it from your average game so when you know that random 65 year old dude turns on a TV he's like oh this is different than what i'm used to watching <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. MLB hasn't had a ton of success like with the players' weekend jerseys. They haven't been the best at it. But good or bad, you're going to create f- buzz. They are fun. It'll, it'll
1: yeah. be something.
0: But either way, like even if you create a horrible jersey, the internet's going to talk about it, and you're going to create buzz, which is all you really need around your sport at the beginning of the season. It's just buzz. People talking yeah. about what you're doing.
1: Even even if it wasn't like it necessarily like like if Red Sox wanted to keep their current city connects as. Yeah, tournament You could even like, do
0: that if you want. Like it,
1: it it would get every team to make one. Yeah, so I least. think
0: I would want but, custom jerseys for the tournament. Yeah.
1: At least like the first time we do it, it would make sense to do yeah like every team in New Jersey I want, for it. I but. want custom
0: jerseys that you don't wear unless it's a tournament game. And you only wear them for those and that would really separate it for me as a fan. It gives it a little bit of a special feeling. I don't want you just to wear an alternate or something. A, I think that's a lazy yeah. approach to it. So I want, I want custom design for it. Like that's what Definitely the, the
1: first time we do it. First I, time. I you can really wear them next
0: feeling. year. Same thing. I don't care. But like first year, everyone's getting a jersey. And it doesn't yeah. have to be crazy, but it's got to be unique S- enough. Something unique. Yeah. So when you tune in, you're seeing something different. So that's my big, big goal. And I, the flaws of it are Pitching. Like if you have to, if it's the last game of the series, are you changing how you approach the other two games of the series? Uh, with basketball, the same five players play every night, so there's not really that much of a difference.
1: With baseball, you're ace. Yeah. Are you going to change around your, your plan or if you're yeah. just, are you and just out of luck if your rotation doesn't line up great? Like, yeah,
0: and I just think that's how each team is going to approach it because mm. certain teams that – Certain Maybe, teams will
1: prioritize this more than others. If, yeah, let's say if to you, win something, if you,
0: if you you're the Braves, you have World Series aspirations, you probably care a little bit less. But let's say that yeah. you're the Blue Jays or you're the Reds, and you're having a great first half of the season, and you don't you're not really expecting to make the World Series. Hey, man, this is a great opportunity to excite yeah. your fan base. Go out and win something. (laughs) Give your players a reason to keep, you know, locking it in. And maybe if you win an in-season tournament, it it motivates you to keep going and tells your team, "Hey, let's go trade for someone at that deadline."
1: We're we're like we're pretty obviously like (laughs) we won baseball. I've been saying this about basketball too. Like like one-game elimination like tournament, mini tournament. Like anybody can win that in baseball. Even even in basketball, one game, yes. Basketball in a full series, I think the better team. Usually, pretty wins. much always wins, like, which is which is good. That's what you want in your playoffs. But uh, but but I I like the idea that team that ne- wouldn't necessarily be most equipped to win a World Series. Like, good and have a great eight game run here and all that. What one concern that I popped that popped into my head is just like, what week do these start going? Because like you get if it's in the we probably have to skip the first week or two of the season yeah. just because pitchers. You know, Pictures are babies. And, I, would and of I would wait till end of April. I would wait till end of April. Last week of April is like the first in season tournament.
0: Yeah, week. I would wait till end of April, and then I would have a game, basically as many, many as you can in May, June, and beginning of July. I think that would be the big time for in season tournament. Maybe get one or two in during April, but you know, just kind of motivate. Also, I get pictures of baby and everything, but. If there's a game on April 10th, yeah. you know, then Garko's only. To play. Oh yeah, Chris Sale, if he's healthy, he's only going four innings, man. Or you kind of, kind of just got to make it work, but yeah,
1: that's, that's how, you got to play the schedule you've got, and if you're not yeah. playing the guys, like that, that's up to the team.
0: Yeah, the, I think that's really depending on the team, because like in yeah. basketball. There's an in-season tournament game in November, the first three weeks of the season, and if LeBron's going to play 40 minutes, that's up to the team and how much they're going to treat it.
1: Yeah, the team up to the guy. Yeah. How the far they think they can stretch themselves. Also, I, think as, I, I think want as a little bit more dipping, urgency in the early part of the season. Yeah, I think as long as you're avoiding that first like two weeks of the season. So plastic, I agree. So last week of April. You, you should be good.
0: I would avoid the first two weeks also to let fans, because yeah. the hype, you don't that, need it the first two
1: weeks. Yeah, they're normally pretty excited.
0: I would map it out to when baseball fans kind of start to dial out a little bit, which is kind of towards the end of April, beginning of May, is when I would have the last week of April be the first week of the in-season tournament. Because that's when you get a month of baseball, a couple weeks, where you can, that's like when the hype is. Yeah. watch it, and then you get to Maine. it's like okay, yeah,
1: team. Like every team is still alive by the end of the month, exactly. So you can you can get yourself hyped up for that.
0: My last thing is the championship game would be one game. It's not a series. It's similar to how the wild card used to be, which I think was awesome, and I would go back to mm. one game, championship game, prime time during All Star Week. Literally, no other sports are on during that time. It's the dead. It's the black hole of the sports world. Nothing's happening. Put that championship game on, dude. I'm telling you, people would watch it. It would it would do numbers.
1: I would be into it. So that's my that's that. my
0: official pitch.
1: I I like it. I like another thing I really like about about that with with division games and stuff. The new schedule came out with more balance. Yeah. And one thing we kind of stumbled into, which happened in in other years as well, but some every now like there's I feel like everybody had like the one team like in their division that it was like oh. First week of July was the last time we played them. Or yeah, uh, so th- the way we ha- that you've described it, were two s- series against each in against each division opponent uh, in the first half. Of that yeah, then you get a decent balance of it. at least you're getting like two series against each division team per half. That that makes the the math brain in me very happy. I would do that um, easily,
0: it also incentivizes division games even more because. The new schedule kind of decent, uh, or th- doesn't focus as much on your division because you're playing division less. Yeah. Whereas these like, adds a little bit more spice to those games.
1: Yeah. It, it it, like playing them less in a way makes it it makes more it important more important to win yeah, those. But I you have less opportunity. It's it's a weird. Yeah, you're it, right. It's a, it's in a weird area. That's uh, fair. Uh, but but I like more. adding spice to division rivalries and and all of that, even if uh, even, even if, like, teams that aren't relevant, like, these games are. Yeah. A I lot would, of teams that don't get to play relevant baseball.
0: I, I've come on two things. If you're not going to reduce the number of games in a season, which I don't think they'll ever do, then you have to, I want the games to mean a little bit more, or certain games to mean a little bit more. So that's my official pitch. Uh, comment below. What your critiques of it are, what you guys think, let me know. I would love to hear. This is an idea I'm going to continue to work on, and hopefully, they actually do something with this. I do think we're going to get something like this in baseball. Especially, especially they're just always like four years behind. So probably in like four years, we'll get it.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe that's like the big discussion in the 2026 CBA is uh, is because because it is something just you're gonna have to get approval on. Of X, course. Y, Z and, well, if you're players, the players, players, it would be a, it would be a commitment.
0: If but you're like, the players and you can use it as a leveraging champion, you know, yeah, I, it, just, I would yeah, just, yeah. If you're
1: the players, that is that is a a, uh, a, chip a bargaining shot for that. If you're trying to get something else,
0: I think the um the finals of this NBA in season tournament are going to put because I think the next the playoff games that are happening and then the championship game in Vegas is going to put a huge. Uh, make a huge mark in the sports world. I think they're going to crush, people are going to love them, and I think this talk for hockey and baseball is going to only increase after that. So mm. hopefully we're early on it BBD. Yeah. And before we talk basketball, yeah. you got something to tell us, right? I do, I do. And in,
1: you know, I think at, at on the day we're releasing this, which is Monday, is the first night of the the play-in rounds of the mm. uh, in-season tournament. I'm so excited to see what the Vegas atmosphere is like it's be on TV, awesome, all of that. And in the NBA, the game can change in an instant, but no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting 5 bucks on basketball. Win or lose, you get an instant dub. So capitalize on the in-season tournament. There's games going. I've been really enjoying getting involved in DraftKings uh, with the NBA specifically. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code BAKERS. New customers can get 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 in basketball only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code BAKERS of the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 1- call eight seven seven eight hope ny or text hope ny 467 In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort in Kansas, must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources, eligibility and re- deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire one hundred and sixty eight hours after issuance. Terms and terms at DraftKings dot at sportsbook dot slash basketball terms. Thank you, DraftKings. We appreciate it. Now BBD.
0: You know I love basketball.
1: Oh yeah. You
0: want to talk some hoops? Oh, yeah. couple so, hoopeds. I got a segment planned for us today. You guys usually call it water cooler talk. I'm going to talk call it you're at a bar and there's a stranger next to you and you want to kind of impress him that you know ball a little bit and here are three things that you maybe would bring up to him to show off a little bit. We all like to impress people. Mm-hmm. I love impressing people. Whenever I go anywhere, I try and usually fail. <laughs> so when I really succeed and have a successful social interaction, it means a lot to me. So this, these are things that I would present. Do you have anyone that you would like to present, or would you like me to go first?
1: Uh, you you can you can lead it off. I know you did some prep here. I'm I'll, curious if we overlapped on things we were thinking about. I did
0: do some prep, and I again I've been thinking a lot about the in season tournament, which starts Monday night with my Celtics, and they'll be playing a certain team, which I think a lot of NBA fans are about to have their eyes open with the Indiana Pacers, and more imper- importantly, my guy Tyrese Hallibur and I think. This is could be a week where Halliburton becomes a face or a household name to NBA fans. He already is to the diehards, but to the casuals, I don't think people realize how good he is yet because the jump he's taken is truly ridiculous. This season, he's averaging 11.8 assists per game Jeez. with only two turnovers. He had a stretch where he had 38 straight assists, with zero turnovers. The Indiana Pacers have the best offense in basketball, and the reason is Tyrese Halliburton is playing at a first-team all-NBA level, and I don't think that's ridiculous to say at all. He's been unreal the entire season. He's been so good. The Pacers are 9-8. and They're kind of an average team. Their defense is horrible. Every time they play anybody, they're giving up 140 points. So if they're going to beat the Celtics, they're going to have to score 140 points. The crazy thing is they can do that, and it's because of Halliburton. And it's one of those rare trades in sports where Sabonis went to the Kings and Halliburton went to the Pacers, where it's kind of a win-win for both sides because De'Aaron Fox kind of runs the show in Sacramento, and Halliburton is a very ball-dominant type player, so he would not get nearly the possessions he needs in Sacramento, and Sabonis is an amazing fit for the way De'Aaron Fox plays. And Halliburton has become one of the best guards in the league right before our eyes in Indiana. So I think if there's a way and there's a world where Indiana beats Boston, it's going to be because of Halliburton and a lot of fans and Twitter is going to be buzzing about, hey, this guy is legit one of the best guards in basketball.
1: He's awesome there. Unreal. Like people, like in, the, in, a, in a greater sends, like, just the Pacers' offense as a whole, and he's the biggest cog in this. I mean, they're, they're first in offensive rating. Hilariously, 28th out of 30 in defensive rating. I I don't think I've ever funniest seen thing I've ever the numbers seen. be those two <laughs> things. And it, and it kind of makes sense. Like, Hal Burton was never, a, a, like, a defense-first guy. I know Obi's logging minutes, and he ain't exactly a great defender. I love Obi, one of my favorite guys to watch. But, Dunk monster. But he's, uh, you know, revolving door's been tossed around about him. Oh, yeah. He, uh... But Tyrese is awesome. I knew the assist number was crazy. I did not realize he's averaging 27 points right now. He's one of the guys that was that first got me like excited about the in-season tournament because he's one of the first guys to like come out and be like, "No, no, like I haven't gotten to like play competitive yes. games. I I haven't like won anything in the NBA yet. I really want to. Like I'm all in on the in-season tournament. He's 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 been like one of these stories of the NBA this year and I think next this week is, is going to be a huge one for him. Player um,
0: impact so. estimate is the estimate of how much a player can impact a game. Just that's basically it. Like per possession. Like what is the difference between them on and off the court? It's basically advanced like plus minus. Mm. He is fifth in the NBA. The players ahead of him, Jokic, Shea, Joel Embiid, Luka Doncic. Players he's ahead of, Giannis, Durant, Anthony Edwards, Anthony Davis, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, I mean, those are legitimate first team top five NBA players in the league. (laughs) Offensive rating, number one in the league ahead of, it's insane. He is one of the best players when he has the ball in his hands. He's incredibly smart. He's awesome to watch, and he's a fantastic passer. And I don't know if you saw his interview with J.J. Redick. He's a dope dude, man. Mm. He's awesome. I love him. So that's my big takeaway heading into the NBA in-season tournament. Halliburton could make... He already has, and he's going to, but he could speed the process up a lot. Nationally televised game. First playoff game of the end season tournament. He's going to have a chance to put on a show. My next one, and you're going to like this one, my friend. I was very wrong about Jalen Brunson. I was wrong about him. He's a lot better than I thought he was. He's a lot better than I gave him credit for. He's really, really good. I think he could be a top five guard in the league by the end of the year, if not already on his ways there. I mean, he's not the most athletic guy I've ever seen. He doesn't really stand out in any specific way, but his footwork is fantastic. He's a better defender than I gave him credit for, and I never thought he could be the best player on a team that was trying to contend for a top four spot in East. I didn't. I didn't think so, mm-hmm. and I was wrong. He's fantastic. You obviously watch him more than I do, so you probably have believed in him a lot longer than I have, but every time I watch him, I always find myself saying, oh, he just had a good game. Mm. I always find myself saying that, and if he just continues, he does that every night. Eventually, I just have to start recognizing that he's literally one of the best players.
1: He he has been so good. He he's made so many big steps this year. I mean, he's looking, fantastic. He, specifically, like I've I've been reading a lot about the work he put in this off to get get better uh, from behind the arc. He's uh, on two more attempts per game shooting. Uh, seven percent better this year. He's shooting forty-eight he percent from three. 41 percent last year. Yeah, he was he was forty-nine percent from there. This month, he's been awesome. He, it's also been like a longer range. Like he can he'll take him from maybe not quite the Lillard area, but he'll he'll, he'll I've be seen like him two pop, steps spot up. Yeah, Bill'sby's two steps behind and and pop them now, which has honestly helped the team so much. It it spacing it by itself creates so much more space. They ha- they have to come. Set a pick earlier, and and guys gotta come over those screens instead of letting him instead of sagging a little bit. He he's the shooting has been so good. The he started off weirdly slow from the two point range. He, he's back now. It's fine. Yeah,
0: I, the way he runs the offense is the most impressive thing. You just see him as soon as he gets the ball, everyone's kind of standing around the Knicks. I'm very un- unmoved by most of the Knicks roster outside of Brunson. Mm-hmm. And he makes players around him better, which I didn't think he was the type of player to do when he was in Dallas. I thought he was kind of a get yours and uh, move it along. He's a much mm-hmm. better passer than I thought he was. He runs the offense amazingly. Like every play runs through him, whether he has the ball or doesn't have the ball. Uh, I see most of the time teams are trying to trap him, running two at him. It creates so many open shots for other guys. He always kicks it out when he should. He's, I think he's fantastic. He's so yeah. good. His footwork is insanely impressive for a guy who's not Shift. that big. He's only 27 years old, so he's going yeah. to continue to get better. He's kind of nearing where you would say a basketball pro, uh, player's prime is. But when he went to the Knicks, I didn't think they were signing a guy who could be a one, and he could be a one. So that's mm. very impressive to me.
1: He, you know, t- getting into some contract talk a little bit, like when he signed that contract, oh, yeah, immediate, obviously immediately it stuck out. People... were were a little sour on it. I was optimistic because even at the time he signed it, that first-year salary, I believe, was 24th uh, of point guards. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, day one, I did think he was outperforming what that contract was worth. But the fact that he is skyrocketing past it, and, I mean, and it's so rare the Knicks do something smart. It's a descending (laughs) deal. So every year he's making a little less. They have two more years after this one to, to... capitalize on it I like, god I hope they they eventually ca- can because he will be getting a bump in in two or three years and, and all that and you got and you got to keep him around obviously and he'll be worth it um it, it's become one of like it's become maybe the best fr- straight-up free agent signing in 100 modern Nba like like since since free agency kind of changed however many years ago because a, l- a little bit free agency is dead like it's mostly for the role yeah. players a lot it's a lot of you sign a guy and, and trades are how the major stars get moved. It's but, pretty uh, crazy
0: to get to sign a guy for four years, hundred and four million dollars, and have him instantly yeah. make your franchise not only credible, uh, annoying to play in the best way possible, mm. dangerous in the playoffs. I don't think that they're capable of winning a championship, but that's not a Brunson thing. That's just no, you know how the team's constructed. But so few teams can. Yeah, I think there's a like team four that... teams in the league who I think are capable of winning it all.
1: De- depending on how they adjust from here, like the, the the Knicks' ceiling is making the Eastern Conference Finals. They they, yes. they could they could stun a team in the second round. If they, yeah, Eastern Conference I don't, I don't is a see a ceiling. way they could beat both Boston and the Bucks. <laughs> it just doesn't feel possible. I have them very Miracles similar to the happen.
0: Heat. I have uh the the Heat and the Knicks as very similar teams. Mm. Like Butler and Brunson are two guys who are lethal, very dangerous. Seems like Brunson. I mean. We talk about Devin Booker's shot that he hit against the Knicks was unreal, but that shot that Brunson hit to tie the game up.
1: (laughs) The the shot he almost hit right after. Yeah, all all that. That was also crazy. I couldn't believe he even got it. He got it off so
0: fast. (laughs) Amazing release. So really impressed with Brunson. He's fantastic. I hate playing the Knicks. They annoy me because they're good sometimes, and they're really good defensively, and Brunson is always an issue. So ton of respect to him. He's really, really good. My last take that I prepared for. If you wanted to talk about it with your friend, you're at a bar. Let's say, what's your drink of choice, BBD?
1: Uh, I'm typically at a bar. I I, I gravitate towards the vodka soda. I'll, I'll see what kind of specials they've got, but you know, I'm watching my figure, and all it's right, safe, right. it's easy.
0: It's hoop season, I respect. Let's say BBD's at a bar. He orders a vodka soda. The guy next to him is kind of... He's a good-looking dude, and you want to impress him. You're just mm. like, hey, man, I want to be your friend. I want you to care about me. So you're watching a game. Let's say it's uh, Sacramento, Oklahoma City. And you're watching and go, wow, man, the league is really balanced this year. There are a lot of good teams. The parity in the league is like, it's good, man. And you want to know, he would probably say, hey, you're right, man. Have you looked at the have you Looked at the standings? How many teams do you think are capable of winning at all? Well, you got the Celtics. Bias, mm-hmm. who I think is capable of winning a championship. Towards the top of my list. Best team in the East, 14 and 4. Only team with 14 wins in the East. Western Conference, you're like, well, the Nuggets won it last year. You know, Jokic's probably best player in the NBA by a good amount. He's still mm-hmm. the best player in the league. Uh, you know, there's some other teams like Bucks, they got Lillard, you know, they got some yep. defensive issues. Uh Magic, they're really scrappy. They're having a good start to the season, but who's who's their guy? Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards, MVP candidate. I mean, outside of the Nuggets and the Celtics, a lot of questions. Yeah, a lot of guys who could do it, a lot of teams who could do it. I'm personally a big Timberwolves guy. I believe in Anthony That's a big Edwards. Next tier. Yeah, I believe in Anthony Edwards. But even the Nuggets, you look at them, you're like, hey, they lost Bruce Brown last year. You know, uh, when was the last time a team won back to back championships? The Miami Heat. If I'm correct, right? Yes, 2012, I think 2013. So
1: the last team to do it. So decade. Did, did the Wiz- Did the Warriors do it?
0: Warriors did do it. Yeah, you're right. They did it. Warriors did it with uh, Durant. So it's like, oh, you know, are are the Nuggets as good as those Warriors teams were? Are they going to be able to do it? Are they going to win back to back? I mean, the Timberwolves play the Nuggets really well. You go down, you're like, hey, LeBron. You know, last season, not last season, but you know, does he have one more run in him? Oklahoma City's super young, really good. Can Luca and Kyrie put it together? How about the Suns? You know, KD, Booker, Beal. But, I mean, if you go outside of the Celtics, if they stay healthy and outside of the Nuggets, I really think there's no clear team that's better than everybody else. I think the parity is amazing for basketball fans right now. I think the product is better than it has been in a while. There's so many young players. The talent in the league is off the charts. Any night, I'm a big league pass guy. You can turn on league pass, and you're going to get a game basically worth watching with a player Who's, like, I mean, better than you could... How do I word this? There's a player on every team who can do something that you'll never be able to comprehend. Like, you just mm. turn on an Oklahoma City game, and you're like, oh, Shea, I don't really know a ton about him. He can drop 35 casually. And you're like, oh, my God. Or I was, last night I was watching the Warriors play the Clippers, and I was like, wait, this game has Paul George, Steph Curry, Kawhi Leonard, Clay Thompson, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook. Four guys who've... I mean, Westbrook, Harden have won an MVP. I don't know if Kawhi
1: ever won an MVP, but he's won. I don't think Kawhi ever got an MVP, but He's won finals finals MVPs,
0: MVPs, Curry MVPs. It's like, how many MVP winners are in this game? And this is just a random game between two, like 500 teams. Yeah, two teams that like nobody's picking to win. Yeah, no one has these teams as like top five teams in the conference. And I just randomly turned it on and I'm like, oh yeah, I get to watch Curry versus Kawhi. Kawhi was guarding Curry at the free point line, like locking him up in one possession. Curry hit this crazy free pointer. I was like, dude, the ba- basketball is in such a good space, talent wise, parody wise, which is not always the case, especially during like the 2000s when it was just LeBron and the Warriors. Like, this is pretty rare that you have. I could right now you could make a guess that you know the Celtics or the Nuggets are going to win it all, but
1: they're they're certainly like the two. They could easily favors, get upset. But-
0: The Celtics have never proven that, like, it's been a while under the Tatum era. They haven't really won. I do think it's their time, but, I mean, if you told me right now it's a seven-game series between the Bucs and the Celtics or the Celtics and the Heat or the Celtics and the Sixers, man, I mean, I I don't know. It could go either way. No one, I can't be that confident. Same with the West. Like, there's so many teams that are just have the ability to win a championship the Nuggets are your favorite, but if you're a fan of any team right now, you can kind of buy in. And that's awesome to see.
1: Yeah. There there's just um a ton of teams that are just are competitive.
0: I think the Pelicans are a perfect example of this for me. Um I was watching them the other night and I was like, they're 10 and 9. They're the eighth seed in the Western Conference. I mean, no one's gonna, if you're doing an NBA show, you're not opening with a New Orleans Pelican segment. Mm. But they have Zion Williamson, whose talent is through the roof, and if he's able to You know, stay healthy, stay on the court. Like, he can be one of the best guys in the league.
1: One of, of, if not the most hyped prospect of like like, eye consciousness. I I wasn't watching LeBron's first year. So I think he was more, but
0: he's never, he hasn't proven it yet and he hasn't been consistent, but the talent is certainly there. He drops 30, he can drop 35 and like 12 rebounds any night he wants to. Now, obviously, the focus is an issue. And then you got Brandon Ingram, who I think is one of the most underrated players in basketball. He is just really good. He's so good. He's such a good shot creator. He's amazing off the pick and roll. He's fantastic. I love watching Brandon Ingram. CJ McCullum, who's been around for a while, It's like, oh, they got some guys on this team. They're a good basketball team who can play the game and compete with any team at a high level. They played the uh, the 76ers the other night, and they beat him. <laughs> I mean, Embiid was out, but they still played him really well, and Zion was awesome. So, and then like the Kings, there's a six in the Western Conference. Last year, they were the talk of the league. It's like, oh, you get to watch De'Aaron Fox, Malik Monk, who I one of my favorite players in basketball. It's like any night, you get to watch them go. So, it's amazing to watch. I've gone a little long on it, but the parody in the league is fantastic.
1: Yeah, man. I, it's A lot of good teams with a lot of fun dudes to watch. A lot of fun but, dudes. Every, everybody's kind of got a guy that like you can... Everyone's got a guy. You can get, like, really excited about. I suppose... I had to, I have two basketball things they're a little intertwined, I suppose Hit me one with them is just, before we get out of here. one is just like dude, guys in the league are so young. the guys like they get drafted yes. they're literally teenagers so because we just talked about Brandon Ingram, like him specifically, he's had an eight year career and he's like we feel like, oh wow, he's like taking the leap and has has these like peaks and valleys a little bit and but last three years in New Orleans, it has been mm-hmm. like He's clearly taken a step up. Twenty six years old right now. He's young. Like he might be. There's there's more room to go. Like these. Yes. In general, be patient with guys. I guess is a is a. Jason Tatum is twenty five years old. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I've been watching him
0: seven years long. Jason Tatum has been in the league in seven years. Twenty six years old is the beginning of when you should start winning. That is yeah. the age. I think Giannis should, won at 27.
1: That's when you should start feeling like the pressure of it.
0: 26 to 30 is when you got you to gotta get one if you're going to be one of the... If we're going to talk about you as one of the guys, like he could be an all-timer. He could be... He's one of the best players in the league. 26 years old is when the pressure starts, in my opinion. I think Giannis yeah, won at 27. It
1: starts, like, really getting there. LeBron was 26, 27. Seven, I think Curry was second 26. Year in Miami.
0: Um, it's, that's usually the year when there's a really big leap forward. 27 is when you become like the guy, guy. And I think we've seen that a lot. So that's a great point by you. Anthony Edwards is 22 years old. Yeah. He's been in the league for, this is his fourth season in the league. My, Michael Jones. 22 Jordan, years I,
1: old. Michael Jordan, twenty seven is twenty seven.
0: That's the year when you gotta start winning. So if you have yeah,
1: that, that's when the pressure becomes
0: real. And you're seeing with Brunson in New York, man. He turned twenty seven and all of a sudden everyone's talking about hey, he took this really step big step yeah. forward. It's like, yeah, you've been in the league for eight years, nine years, you've learned the game. There's such a learning curve between like being a rookie in the NBA to actually like
1: yeah. playing every night as the start player. It the, takes a lot of pressure, guys, man. And guys just like come up. So young, so like, young. Like, like, young. Literally, years they old have is so young. Literally, they have more puberty to do,
0: dude. Facts. They're still <laughs> growing. Like sometimes you'll hear a player grow two inches in the off season. It's like what the
1: hell? Yeah. It's like they're getting like, taller. Gus, like, there's always been guys like yes. Now that being an athlete is their job, like they get more jacked as they go too. But yes, like, literally growing and like just becoming a man in the and all that. At Incredibly, the 22
0: year old season, Anthony Edwards is averaging 26 points a game. Yeah. And he is, one of the things that people don't talk about is, or they do talk about, but I don't know if it's as talked about, is he defensively, insanely good. One of, when he wants to, I compare him a lot to Tatum. When he Mm -hmm. wants to guard, I mean, he's one of the best defenders in the league. Yeah, he can lock people up. He's fantastic, dude. So, you're right. The age in the NBA, people, we've almost made 25s like the new sturdy. Like yeah. he's in, been around forever. Yeah, he's been around a while. And, and I suppose
1: literally, like for yeah, a while, yes. for a while, like the guys, like you, you played in college, so so Facts. to an extent, yeah, the timeline got accelerated a little bit. Like like people, not to bring it back to Michael Jordan, but clicks, um, like before he, when he was twenty six, hadn't won a championship yet, had made all these all star teams, all these scoring te- like he was considered a chucker.
0: Actually <laughs> It's also, you can kind of see the learning curve of how people learn to win. Like, um, really, again, I'm a Celtics fan, but watching Tatum this year, it's like his field goal attempts per game are down. First time in his career that his field goal attempts per game has gone down. It's usually every year it goes up. But you can kind of see the shift in mentality as these players get to their seventh, eight years. They've been in the league. They've made an all-NBA team. They've gotten there. They basically, you know, they've established themselves. They got a shoe deal. Then you become, okay, now I'm at 26 years old. Now I'm going to try to win. And it's going to be less about putting up thirty points a game. It's going to be more about okay, yeah, maybe I'll take eighteen shots a game instead of twenty-two, but we have uh, a or Drew Holiday, and they're going to take a couple more shots, and we're going to be a better team because of it. So you have to give these players a grace period to learn a establish themselves because they're a business, not just a player. They're a brand, and then b to learning learn how to be adults, <laughs> learning how to be a adult man you're 24 years old you have millions of people watching you following you every brand in the world trying to sign you of course you're not going to be capable of winning and if you are capable of winning an nba championship at 24 years old hey we're going to talk about you for the next 100 years
1: yeah it's uh man it's crazy it's fun man anthony edwards is
0: younger than i am and i'm 24 years old
1: (laughs) he's younger than me by a year and he's so much averaging twenty six points in the in an NBA right now. That's crazy. One of, one of the more dominant players. The the last talking point I have, which which is a quick one, and and you know, people who like the NBA, they've they've heard this. Just the Thunder are deep, man. Oh, like,
0: OKC is amazing.
1: They're they're like a, a really just fascinating team, and they still have all those picks, and they still have all these young players. And specifically, and you and I talked about this the other the other day. This player specifically, they're like eighth, dude. Cason Wallace. He's good. Like one of the, already one of the best defenders in the league day 1. Like Plants. like that he's a defense first guy and he's been awesome there. That's what he was drafted to do. 22 minutes a night. I know it's not crazy shot attempts numbers, but his shooting numbers are fucking ridiculous, dude. dude he's, so shooting, good. he's shooting he's shooting 60-50-90. He's he's amazing. I, I, it's not a crazy it's four field goals a game, almost two threes a game. So not Obviously not the most insane volume. They have Shea on that yeah. team. They have a bunch of guys who are getting shots before him. But the fact that he's giving the defense he's giving and the shots he's taking, he's hitting at this rate, he's he's 57% from three this year. 19 uh, to 33.
0: I think you could say he's that Shea...
1: 61% from the field.
0: It's a small sample, but for I think, 17 games we're in, I think Shea is probably the best guard in the league right now. Statistically, mm. 30.6 points a game. Six rebounds, 6.1 assists. He's shooting 57% from two, and he's shooting uh, 38% from three. Uh, his usage rate is insane. He is the engine that makes it go. He's so good. Sneaky good defender as well. And he's 25 years old. And people do know him because I think he was first team all NBA last year. He's gotten a little bit more love. Very quiet. I get a little bit of a quiet Leonard energy from him. Uh, you don't see a lot of him in the media. He's very reserved. He's not a ton of emotions.
1: I feel like there's not like quotes from him you ever. He hear. was traded
0: for Paul George. So a little bit of the Clippers tie there as well. He's amazing and one of the best players in the league. So it's like, okay, see, we always talk about them. They're deep. You know, they're of course they're deep. Chet Holmgren, Uh there's a ton of guys on that team who are really good. They have a ton of picks, but it also helps when you have a player who is a Top ten player in basketball.
1: They have one of the two stars. You you like would need to start like being real championship stuff. That's the thing. They're so so
0: deep. They're so deep. Everybody's got a guy. Everyone's got a dude, man. You watch even the Spurs. You got know they got Wemby. Obviously he's young and no one. Yeah, I've I've seen a little too much of the Spurs for my liking this year. But everyone's got a dude. You can watch any team and they got a player who you can make an argument could lead them to be good. And that's the fantastic thing about basketball right now. And it's why I'm so invested and why I'm having such a fun time watching it.
1: But I think that wraps this up for us, BBD. I think so. Some housekeeping for the people. First of all, stuck around this long. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Appreciate Um, it. Rest of this week, Jake remains on his vacation. Maybe he and I hop on a zoom. uh, If something big enough in in the baseball world or something happens and and he, and he wants to chat, we'll be, we'll be on here. Uh, Or maybe you'll hear from me and Jolly by the end of the week when we're out in winter meetings. Um, So, yeah. no, be more uh, to come on this channel. Otherwise, we'll uh, we'll see you Monday.
0: Thanks for hosting. And if you have stuck around this long uh, and you like me talking sports, I will have something coming out very soon. So, make sure you go subscribe. Uh, We get ice, too. And hopefully we can talk sports more. So, thanks, BBD. This was fun. Thank you, Zoe. Bye, guys.